Uh, we are backstage right now. Are you leaving? You're leaving already? I've gotten him to walk out on an interview once before, but that was the quickest. This is actually really cool for me because I never miss this show. Once a year, comes through, my man MGK. But this year, a little different, a little different because this is the year where I feel like you've got the biggest hit you've ever had from yeah. a mainstream audience. Yeah. So life is probably a little different. You're out here doing Christmas shows. Yeah. So tell me about that versus the years touring prior. Um, well, I had that moment on this tour where, well, one, I had that moment on this tour where I was happy, right? That was the first time I've ever, like, toured happy, I think, since we've kind of, like, I mean, it's been some years since we've toured, and it's been, like, an authentic, you know, happy vibe at the shows, because I think a lot of it was, like, work. No, nah, not work. I think it was, like, I, I was never okay with mediocrity, and I always was, like, watching my peers constantly escalate. I'm talking about, like, venue sizes, stage sizes, crowd you know hype and re reactions and stuff and i, I like you're looking at your freshman class being like what's yeah, up like going to play these like festivals and all these things that like were banning us and not even letting us touch their stages and so like i spent a lot of years like you know scraping from the bottom trying to get trying to get out and there was a minute where i thought like well maybe i'm maybe i'm just gonna be fucking stuck here and um fuck well we got the number one record on itunes and we're playing like a 300 person bar for people that are like damn near too drunk to like stand and watch us by the time we were going on stage. So like, it was again, messing with my brain again. Cause I'm like, are we like huge or are we fucking not? Or are we like on top of the world or are we in the trenches still? Like I, I it was confusing me. And then- So what was that moment? The moment was one night I was playing in front of 500 people and then literally the next day I was performing in front of a sold out show at Madison Square Garden. That'll do it. What in the world of white rap music is going on out there? What's up, guys? I'm back with a good one. Uh, you know, Buster's World is not necessarily a wrestling podcast. Not necessarily a music podcast. Although, I work in the music industry and I love the world of pro wrestling, so... They tend to bleed over in my life, and there is nothing more WWE than this whole Eminem, Machine Gun Kelly, g Easy, and now involving Diddy and Tupac drama right now. Most recently, as we're sitting here on the eve of Hell in a Cell, and post-mortem, the kill shot reply from Eminem, MGK has responded on Twitter, says it took you... Two weeks and three interviews to respond. Not feeling it. Uh, other people are responding. Jay Electronica went nuts. Ebro is agreeing, saying that Eminem is now stepping into a territory of infringing on the culture. How dare he speak on this whole Tupac thing? Jay Electronica. Whatever. Let's back up a little bit, though. Who is Machine Gun Kelly? MGK. From Shaker Heights, Ohio. Outside of Cleveland. Shout out to my boy Fantone repping Twinsburg. Yeah, I don't think I've had as interesting of a relationship with any artist as unique <laughs> as the road I've been down with Machine Gun Kelly. Backing up 2012, Philadelphia. MGK off the heels of his Lace Up EP. He was on the Tech 9 tour. They were switch hitting. One would close and one would open every other date or something like that. In, that night in particular in Philadelphia, MGK closed. I remember that. But earlier in the day, MGK swung by uh, the radio station I was working at. And I remember I was into it. 
because I like the Wild Boy song. I didn't really know much else of his work, but there was Wild Boy, and then there was the remix, and then I liked some of the stuff he was doing on YouTube. YouTube was really starting to pop with a lot of the vloggers, and he was doing some cool stuff, and Wiz, and... A lot of those guys. So I was interested to meet Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, as he walks in the door, I, I do remember there being sort of an, uh, an energy, but wasn't sure how it was going to play out. I noticed we start to hit some turbulence, and then I'm stopped in the middle of an interview and being asked by the artist this. Yo, I can't tell if you're mocking me or not, dude. No, man, I'm real. I'm not mocking you at all. Okay. Now, when he says mocking him, I don't think he means, like, imitating him. I think, you know, much like when young Eminem was blowing up, he would do these interviews where a lot of times the host would try to play gotcha and sort of kind of make fun of the fact that he was a white rapper and did not really take him seriously. And I think that MGK went through some of the same moments and felt the exact same way. He wasn't sure where I was coming from. Was it appreciation or was it making fun of him? I wasn't making fun of him. MGK closes this interview out as a professional. Nothing really weird happens. We take a picture afterwards. He walks out of the room. My boss at the time, shout out to uh, D Chains, Dan Hunt. Dan asks him, hey, how'd it go or whatever? And he says, I wasn't feeling it, but whatever, I guess. Karen Wright, the Interscope rep, asks us to come to the MGK Tech 9 show at TLA in Philly that night. Uh, needless to say, I'm very reluctant at this point because I'm like, fuck this guy. But I go. And and this is one of the most interesting nights I've ever had in my life. And, and come to think of it, any night that I've had surrounding Machine Gun Kelly has been one of the more interesting nights of my life. As I'm watching the show, or maybe MGK hadn't gone on yet. Maybe we're just standing there waiting. Either way, I'm on the floor. I'm not like in the crowd in the crowd, but like, yeah, I'm kind of behind him. I'm in deep enough. I get a tap on my back. I turn around. It's a guy in a hoodie with a mask on. It's like a purge mask, and he's, like, waving, creepy, like it, like, waving across. Remember in it when he's, like, waving to whatever little kid across the pond or whatever? I don't know, whatever. So he's waving all creepy, and he takes off his mask, and it's Tech 9 Then here comes MGK on stage, one of the coolest shows I've seen. I mean, he tore TLA apart. He's jumping off everything. Uh, he's breaking liquor bottles. His band was badass. He brings out Meek Mill, because Meek Mill's on the remix for Wild Boy. It was great. After the show, MGK like, swings right over to the merch booth and starts selling merch out of the, out of, out of the booth, like himself. And Karen, the Interscope rep, brings us over to the booth and he sees that we're there. He asked Karen to have us hang back, and he said he wants to talk to me. Back to the green room, which inside TLA is like a hike. You got to go up three flights, and it's a very old building. Okay, so we get into the green room. Andre, his tour manager, comes in, and we're just all kind of hanging out. There's a few of us in there, and MGK comes in. He's got a completely different energy, and he sits right next to me, and he says, hey, Buster, I got to apologize. My boys said that I was a real dick to you. And he goes in on how he's bipolar. And when he's sober, it's even worse. And right now he's trying to be sober. And one of the other things that sticks out that he says, he mentions, Karen told me that you're from Detroit. He brought up Eminem, which, you know, it's not necessarily a surprise. When people find out I'm from Detroit, one of the first things that they mention is like, oh, 8 Mile Eminem. But I did think it was very interesting 
that not only is Machine Gun Kelly dumping these emotions on me, but also pointing out his love for Slim Shady just based off of the fact that I grew up in the same state. But hey, I dig Eminem too. Lifelong fan. We close this hangout session with MGK offering the next time he's in town that he will absolutely give me another interview and we can redo it. Which brings us to this. Uh, we're back at it again. Buster, live in Studio 96. Buster, bus. With Mr. Machine Gun Kelly. What's happening, player? I was thinking of a cool nickname for myself. <laughs> it didn't come out. No, you got like 10? You're good. Uh, I was Chef Boy Arkells yesterday. That was pretty cool. I was making sandwiches on an iron. I've done that before. You can make a grilled cheese with That's iron. That's what I made. With bacon in it. D-Chains. <laughs> D-Chains is Dan Hunt again. <laughs> Uh, as you can see, the vibes here are much better. Since I knew they would be, I took the opportunity to reference our last interview. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you before we go any further as well, uh, last time you came through Studio 96 and Wire 96.5, I put our interview up, all okay. right? And you yes. got a little pissed off at Comments. me because you said that I was mocking you or you had the impression that I, I feel so bad. No, for it's that, all man. good. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. But here we go. Listen, I hate listen, the listen. MGK, man. Go listen. away, man. No, I like I like both MGKs. Pissed off and silly, they both work. But listen, some of these comments that <laughs> Team MGK, the MGK army left for me, dude, they roasted me, bro. They all do right. not play. Uh, the interview was a the interviewer was a band geek in high school and he's showing off to all his buddies at home watching. <laughs> this interviewer is a fat prick. <laughs> Dumbest reporter ever. I hope that guy gets fired. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you gotta validate me to your peeps, bro. Like He's all good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Buster's all good, man. So everything's great there. We go to the show that night. Everything's fantastic. It's a big love fest. The next time? I bring some winners of our radio station to the TLA, same venue that I've now seen MGK perform at twice. I bring winners to this show. He agrees to meet them after the show. We're going to do an interview. I have a young aspiring intern with me shooting the interview. We're back up three floors at the green room area doing the interview. And this interview is going very well, by the way. He brings in his boy Dubbo, jumping around. I knock a water bottle out of his hand, being funny. Another great interview that midway through gets halted as the camera operator says, huh, I wasn't recording. Says it out loud to the whole room. Ooh, the sunken feeling of just sad and pissed off I was at this particular moment. MGK looks at me. Dubbo walks out of the room. He's pissed. He walks out of the room, doesn't say anything. MGK looks at me, and he's like, oh, man, you know, it's all good. I love you, bro, but I can't redo that. We can't recreate that. I'm like, nah, I agree, man. It's all good. Do you want to just meet our winners? He does. We leave. I take the major L. Can't tell you how bummed I am that I don't have this interview. Fast forward maybe about a year. Back at it with Karen from Interscope. My boy Bennett. We're at the MGK show. Not at TLA this time. Tower Theater. Upper Darby, PA. Uh, this tour was with Limp Bizkit. So it was MGK, Limp Bizkit. During the performance, I'm side stage. And uh, there was an altercation. I want to say MGK jumped in the crowd. Someone took his mic. And so he got into a fight. Place kind of erupted. The lights came on, like the house lights. They end up having to pull MGK back on stage. I have footage of that. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. 
But the performance wraps up. We're back in the green room area. MGK congratulates me on becoming a program director for the first time. He divulges into his lack of sobriety at the moment. And then it's time to go watch Limp Biscuit. One of the more unique nights, again, that I've ever had in that I sit side stage and watch the entire Limp Biscuit performance while singing word for word with MGK, him and I splitting a bottle of Jameson. And I'm not even close to exaggerating. We both sat there, rocked out. He knew more words than I did. I sometimes pretended to know words to songs I hadn't heard. And we swigged back and forth this bottle of Jameson. Cool times. Now, after this show, I upload the footage of the altercation that happened during MGK's performance. I wake up to Karen Ray blowing up my phone, saying that the guys need the, this footage taken down. I guess they were concerned, you know, I don't know if it was going to hurt business for ticket sales, saying that, I don't know, MGK was fighting with his fans. I don't know. Or maybe it was just overall a bad look. Either way, I take it down. I'll see MGK a couple more times over the next couple years. I see him at a music festival in Philly. I see him at an award show radio room thing. It's all good. Fast forward to Indianapolis. Back in the Midwest. Two Midwest boys. We're at the old National Center. I get an interview with MGK backstage before the show. Now, this one's interesting because after the interview, which I feel like I walk away from going, wow, I got some really good content here. I get a call from Andre, Machine Gun Kelly's tour manager, asking me to uh, cut two moments from the interview of which really just kind of made the interview. One being MGK's comments on Fifth Harmony and Camila Cabello. Because I see things like tweets that say MGK is the reason why Fifth Harmony broke up. Have you saw? Have you seen stuff like this? Yeah, I see that shit. <laughs> okay, so when you see stuff like that, that's obviously you know you got nothing to do with that. You just did a song with somebody, but the perception is like, oh, she went out here and met a bad boy. I did it, bruh. <laughs> I did it. There. <laughs> All right, well, we, you heard it here first. Machine Gun Kelly broke up Fifth Harmony. And the other being this, MGK's comments from 2017 on Marshall Mathers. Yeah, Eminem needs to stop being on what he's on and just come like... What's he on? Not fucking with me. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's because you're not one of his? Like he didn't sign you, so he's no, not no, doing not that? Not at all, not at all. I think we've just had a bunch of misunderstandings via third parties our whole fucking, my whole career. Right. But, you know, obviously that's like one of my fucking idols and it would be cool to share a stage with him or, you know, like I, I always invite them out to the, to our show in Detroit to because uh, I always perform like an Eminem cover whenever I'm performing in Detroit. I remember one time I was in I was performing in St. Andrews for those who uh, shelter. Yeah, which is the shelter for those who watch eight mile. And uh, I like reenacted the whole eight mile battle where I spit Eminem's whole verse, the the last verse that he did against Papa Doc. Oh yeah. But, Everybody from the three one three. And it was and it was a really special moment. But I, I remember specifically like, you know, putting the invite out there and really just hoping that, you know, I don't know. I, I see people get reached out to that I'm just like, why? That dude it sucks. At the time I oblige, I actually don't release the interview because Without those two pieces, it was really just me being like, hey, what's up, Machine Gun Kelly? Are you ready for tonight's show? All right, cool. See you later. So I scrapped it. I feel like we're a year removed or so from Fifth Harmony, and everyone knows that that was a joke, that he didn't break them up. And as far as the Eminem stuff goes, I mean, 
I, I understand at the time they're just kind of protecting him and really just not letting him say anything about Eminem in public and just kind of keeping it off. But now that they're doing what they're doing, well, hey, all bets are off here. But I do find it noteworthy that MGK would invite M and his team to all of their shows in Detroit every time they were there. And you could tell that it really kind of bugged him that Eminem felt this way about him. Now, it seems as though the mainstream audience feels is that Eminem has taken the L on this and the hip hop community, they're all for Slim Shady. That's that's my consensus from what I'm seeing all over the internet. I find it interesting to add the g Easy thing into this. Let's just keep it G. Only easy I fuck with is E. Damn. I seen he dyed his hair and got a hanging near him. I fucked his girl, now he looked like me. This shit overbearing. How dare him? I dare him. Don't think about comparing. Man, turn that frat rap off. I'm getting sick of hearing. You got both of my numbers all this time. You never called the boy. I'm headlining. Heard you opening up for Fallout Boy. Don't play with my name, you fucker. I said it's not a toy. Disrespect her again, I'll smack you. I'm not a boy. We can all see you fucking salty. Cause young Gerald's balls deep inside a Halsey. Jeezy, another artist who I've known for a while. I booked him way early in the game for a show in Philadelphia and then booked him again in Indianapolis. Always a great dude. MGK was a great dude, even though in the beginning it was weird. M, I've never met. I did walk into a venue sort of with him. It was in a group of like probably 15 people. And I was less than 10 feet from him walking into this venue at the Bowery Ballroom in New York. That was cool. We walked in. We split up. He walked on stage, we walked to the bar, he performed three songs, we finished our drinks, we all walked out together, he hopped out in his Tahoe and dipped. I was like, whoa. It was when Recovery came out. Needless to say, I'm a fan of the whole thing here. These are some of the dopest songs that hip-hop has had in a while. I think the Tupac line is great. the day you put out a hit, the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out, they got pot kill, ah. People have said that. I don't know if it's true, but people have said it. I don't know. But I am looking forward to uh, Hell in a Cell tomorrow on the WWE Network. And hopefully MGK and Eminem are like a surprise main event. Hell yeah!